0: Hello, I'm Pastor Keith Babb III, and I want to thank you so much for tuning in to the podcast of The Way Church of Tampa Bay. Our desire is that as a result of the word, that you no longer settle with simply coming to church, but you become the church. I pray that you enjoy this broadcast and that it challenges you, that it convicts you, and that it changes you. Thank you again, and let's enter into today's message. Come on, look at who's next to you and tell them in my word. Whatever the enemy has set up against you, somebody say it won't work. That's good news to me that it won't work. No weapon formed against us shall prosper. And if you believe that you have the victory, somebody give God a hand. At this time, if you have your Bibles, once you take up your Bibles if it's your phones flooded with so many emotions? But I'm so grateful, y'all know what I love, y'all. I love church. If I wasn't a pastor, I'd join. I know a lot of folks say that, but I really do love y'all. So grateful for Dana and the worship team, just so grateful for the shift that is happening in worship. So, Dana, I, I appreciate you. the anointed on your life, I believe. She's still in the sanctuary. Thank you for the gift that is in you. Pray that the Lord continues to allow you to stir up the gift that is within you. Amen. You're shifting something in the lives of our church. I want us to go to John chapter 4. John chapter 4. Didn't get an opportunity to say this on last week, but so grateful for Elder Sharon West, who's in the house of the Lord. Can we give God a hand, clap of praise for her? And the reason why we're clapping for her, somebody say happy birthday. Happy birthday. I know her birthday has already passed, but she turned 75 years old. Wow. Hey, Such a walking miracle and blessing to many um, Elder Sharon, we, me and my wife were actually just talking about you. You know what? Somebody say, She is black history. She is black history. You really are, Elder Sharon West, and just all that God has called you to do over the 75 years of your life. Many people pray about um, accomplishing those things, but God has graced you to do such a work in the land. So we honor your life. We honor your life. Give her another hand clap of prayer. Woo! John chapter 4, I want to look at verses 46 through 53, reading from the New Living Translation of the Bible. I've been on a sermon series called, To Them That Believe. Tell your neighbor, you got to believe. Yeah, you got to believe because the enemy comes to cause us not to believe, but we've got to believe. John chapter 4, I want to look at verse 46. The Bible says, as he traveled, somebody say Jesus, through Galilee, he came to Cana, where he turned the water into wine. There was a government official in a nearby Capernaum, whose son was very sick. When he heard that Jesus had come from Judea to Galilee, he went and begged Jesus to come to Capernaum to heal his son who was about to die. Somebody say, I need a miracle. Jesus asked, will you never believe in me unless you see miraculous signs and wonders? The official pleaded, Lord, please come before my little boy dies. Then Jesus told him, go back home. Your son will live. Somebody say it won't work. It won't work. Ooh, that's good news. And the man believed what Jesus said and started home. While the man was on his way, some of his ser- servants met him with the news that his son was alive and well. And he asked them when the boy had begun to get better. And they replied, yesterday afternoon at 1 o'clock, his fever suddenly, somebody say suddenly, disappeared. Then the father realized that it was the very time Jesus had told him. Somebody say, you better believe his word. Your son will live. And he and his household believed in Jesus. Verse 50 said, then Jesus told him, go back home. Your son will live. And the man believed what Jesus said and started home. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. I want to minister for this subject this morning, the impartation to them that believe. Somebody say there's an impartation. When I believe. Our ability to believe God not only gives God access to do something for us, but it gives God access to do something in us. I need y'all to catch what I just said. When we believe, we give God access. Somebody say access. Access to do something so god can do something for us and we all want god to do something for us but the greater i I believe blessing and when we believe is that god wants to do something in us and the reality is our ability to believe god is more critical for what god wants to do in us than what he wants to do for us he's more concerned about what he can do in my life somebody say he wants to do something in my life And the reason why, watch this, I believe that the enemy um, distorts our ability to believe is because we're more concerned about what God can do for us rather than what God can do in us. This is why we don't have staying power with our belief, because we're waiting on what God can do for us. And God is saying, I'm waiting on you to allow me to do something in you. Uh, There's somebody say there's an impartation. He's always more concerned about what he can do in us rather than what he can do for us. And for the person that might be saying why, it's important to note that God's intentions, watch this, isn't for him for you to get you to like him, but it's for you to be conformed into his likeness. Yeah. God don't care if you don't like him unless you're conformed into his likeness. Yeah. And many of us think that God, we, we need God to, um, work, God wants us to like him. No, he's more concerned about you. Somebody say being transformed. Being transformed. And watch this, this means God wants to build you before he blesses you. He wants to pour into you before he promotes you and watch this even more. He wants to shape you before he satisfies you. And many of us come to God to be blessed, come to God to be promoted, come to God to be satisfied. And nobody wants to be built. Nobody wants to be poured into and nobody wants to be shaped. Someone say the devil is alive because watch this all because he wants to do something in us more than he wants to do something for us. And one way in which he does that is when we, someone say, believe. God God can't really do something in us until, someone say, we believe. In other words, we receive an impartation from God when we believe. And notice what Paul says in Romans chapter 1, verse 11. He says, for I long to see you that I may impart to you some spiritual gift that you may be established. That's that's a critical word in the text. Someone say, established. And Paul was saying in this text that impartation is designed to establish the believer. So if I don't believe, I'll never be established in God. And this Greek word for the word "establish" is the word which means to fix firmly, to set fast and to solidly plan. Therefore, watch this. Here's the good news about when I believe, it gives me so much say staying power. When you believe God wants to establish you So the fact that you'll have a level of staying power And watch this folk that don't have staying power It's folk that don't believe When the issues of life arise in their life They do not believe Somebody say I need staying power And and, and notice this The other thing that that, uh, this ability to believe causes us to do Is to remain steadfast And this ability to believe also places the believer Watch this on a solid rock Somebody say I want to be established So this means our inability to believe God, watch this, causes our inability to be established in God. Someone say, I got to believe. So the very reason why some believers don't have staying power, some believers are not steadfast, and some believers find themselves in sinking sand is because they do not believe. Think about the blessing that I get when I just, somebody say, "Believe." believe. So here's a good litmus test. For those say that they believe God, I trust God, I'm a ride or die for God. Are you really? What posture during the pressures of life do you have? That's a good litmus test. How do they respond when you're tested by troubles? Oh, someone say that's a good litmus test. Do you either run or do you remain? Oh, because the believers that run, they, someone say they do not believe. The believer that runs at the side of pressure, that runs at the side of trouble and runs at the sight of affliction is the believer that does not believe. But the good news is, watch this, our ability to believe God comes to establish us by way of impartation. So here's the critical questions we got to ask ourselves. Pastor Keith, that sound good. But what does God impart in us when we believe? How does God use that impartation to establish us? Those are critical questions because we'll never receive the impartation if we don't have the answers to those questions. And I believe we find these answers in our foundational text. As this father comes to Jesus, watch this for intervention. Jesus was more concerned about his impartation. I believe it to be so when somebody may be saying, how do I know? Somebody say, how do I know? Consider Jesus' response to this man in, in verse number 48 of our foundational text. The Bible says, Jesus asks, will you never believe in me unless, unless you see a miraculous sign and wonder? God was not concerned about the intervention. God was concerned about his impartation. And many of us are coming to God for intervention. And God is saying, are you going to open yourself up so that I might impart something into you? Somebody say, I need an impartation. Oh, so so he was more concerned about this father's ability to believe rap right, more so than what burdened this father. Oh, that's critical. Somebody might be saying why? Because Jesus knows that in this life we will be constantly watched this and continually burdened, And it's our ability to believe that keeps us in the midst of those burdens. Somebody say keep on living. See, this is why I like to say some old. I got to sit down with Elder Sharon West to talk about the things that she's been through. Because if I do not believe watch this. I'll never have keeping power or staying power in the burdens of life. Because somebody say they will come. I don't care how young you will. Somebody say, keep on living. And if I'm going to endure the burdens, somebody say, I've got to be established. got to be established. So here's a word, word of wisdom. God uses the burdens of life many times to birth your ability to believe. See, you won't really believe until you face some burdens. Until some troubles come, that's when you really know if you really believe. Because it's easy to believe God when they just gave you the promotion. It's easy to believe God when you and your spouse is just having the time of your life. It's easy to believe God when you got money in the bank. But what happens when you come into contact, somebody say, with burdens. See, I don't want to talk to the believer that is always blessed. I love you, Joel Osteen, but tell me how to endure the burdens of life. Because oh, it reveals, if I really, someone say, believe. Oh, and this is why it's important, watch this, for believers not to always ask God to remove a burden that God is actually trying to use to keep you rooted. See, at the sign of every burden, many of us get on our knees and ask God to remove it. And the reason why, this is why Paul asked God to remove this thorn three times from his flesh. But he said, my grace is sufficient. In other words, what he was trying to say is, I'm trying to make you rooted. Ooh, someone say, I want to be rooted. Because when I get that call that I did not expect, I need to be rooted in God. When I walk in and I see, listen, I ain't talking about my wife, I'm talking about your wife. You walk in and you see your wife with somebody else. I need to be so I say rooted. Yeah. See y'all don't like that. I'm saying Somebody am say being real. Because yeah. the life is not always roses. I don't want to walk in on nobody with you, boo. I'm trying to help the saints. I'm trying to help the saints. Notice this. This is why James 1, 2 through 4 reminds us with these words. Watch this. Watch what, watch what um, the Apostle James was trying to say. He said, my brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials. You, you, you tripping, James, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. But let patience have its perfect work that you may be perfect, complete, and lacking nothing. Somebody say, I want to be rooted. I want to be rooted. Yeah, because listen, some folk try to come and tell me all kind of stuff that they got going on in my life. And I don't budge because I'm rooted in God. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, I want to say, I want to be rooted. Yeah, I want to be rooted. That means there are benefits to the burdens of life. And one of those benefits is that God uses those burdens so that we might believe. Yeah. And here's the good news is that as we believe God imparts. he never wastes anything in the life of a believer. That's what I love, love about God. That means this is why the Bible says he causes all things to work together for our good. Yeah. So many of us cry about stuff that God is trying to use us. Watch this for our good. Somebody say it's for my good. I know you don't like what's going on in your life, but God is trying to use it to impart something in you. Yeah, yeah. And as Jesus imparted it to the life of this father, I believe he wants to do likewise in our lives. Yeah. But we have to. Somebody say we got to believe. Yeah. So my prayer this morning is that we receive God's benefit from both the burdens of life and when we believe. Yeah. So let's examine the text and I'm going to be out y'all way. I know it's Super Bowl Sunday. I know some of y'all got all kind of stuff on the stove. But listen, I'm, I'm, I'm going to walk this text and we're going to walk this thing out. Notice what verse 50 says. The Bible says, then Jesus told him, go back home. Your son will live, and the man believed what Jesus said and started home. Hear this. God desires for our decisions to align with our declarations. So I know we shouted. I know we j- worship was so good, and you can declare a thing in the atmosphere, and your decisions don't align with those declarations. This is why you got a lot of churches that got good worship, but their, their believers are raggedy. I don't want to declare a thing that my decisions don't align to. And here is one lies one of the sad tragedies concerning many believers is we can dance like we believe God, but in the next moment we walk like we defeated. We can pray down heaven like we believe God, and then we walk in the next moment like we're persecuted. Y'all know we good at this. We can convince others that we believe God. And then we walk away in the next moment living like we're crushed. In other words, our decisions don't align with our declarations. Someone say the devil, the devil is a lie. Many believers' declaration of belief don't align with their decisions. And this is why the Lord uses, watches to, um, uh, our belief to impart conviction. Someone say conviction. conviction. And I know y'all thinking it's convicting of sin. No, that's not what I'm talking about. One definition of this word conviction is something certain. We 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 have cer- certain convictions, you know when you was raised by your mama You think this is the only way it's supposed to be and I'm just certain I have this level of conviction Someone say I believe. I believe Yeah, some of y'all think your mama just right they were just wrong, but that's your conviction somebody say that's your conviction I ain't talking about your mama. I know you love her sweet potato pie and you think it's the best But somebody say that's your conviction That means God desires that when we believe him, watch this, he wants us to believe that it's already done. I love worship on today. Somebody say he wants me to believe it's already done. In other words, that is certain. Watch this, when I pray for something from God, I'm believing that it's already promised. Uh, Watch this, when I hope for something in God, I believe that it will will happen. Somebody say it's going to happen. And what I'm waiting on God for, somebody say it's thrown away. Somebody say it's already done. I've got to make sure that my decisions align with my declarations. I'm not going to pray and worry about it. I'm going to get up believing that it's already done. I'm not not going to wait on God, watch this, and weep because I know it's already on the way. He he wants to impart, someone say convictions. Convictions. Yeah, convictions. I don't know about anybody else, but I want that type of belief that what I believe God for is already done. Because here's the good news. The devil can't do anything to a believer that believes it's already done. And the reason why the devil works havoc and wrecks havoc in our life after I pray, after I hope, after I wait on God, because you don't believe it's already done. I don't care what the enemy says, it's already done. Uh, the enemy can't cause you to complain, can't cause you to cry, can't cause you to be confused when, you're, when what you're waiting on, somebody say, it's certain. Listen, I I know I've been waiting a long time, but I'm not going to complain because it's certain. I know that it looks like in the natural that it's not going to happen. And the enemy wants me to be like Job's wife and curse God and die. But somebody say it's certain. certain. This is why Job, even when his wife said to curse God and die, he stood on God's word. Somebody say, i got to believe it's already done. Notice The conviction of this father in our foundational text. The Bible says then Jesus told him, go back home. Your son will live. And the man believed what Jesus said and started home. This man immediately went home when he believed. Somebody might be saying, why is this significant? Watch this. He left with no evidence of his son's healing. Somebody say he went home. He left, watch this, with no divine encounter. I ain't touched his hem or his garment. God ain't speak speaking tongues concerning the thing. I ain't even have no encounter. But somebody said he, he went home. He also went home immediately. And Jesus, he had no expecti- expectation that Jesus would come with him. Somebody say he just, he just believed. See, some of y'all need smoke. Y'all need lights. You need a sign from heaven. You need a bird to fly, fly past you. You need all of this to line up for you to believe. This man had no encounter. He had no evidence. and He had no expectation that God would come with him. Some would say he just believed. Just believe. I, we've got to get to that level of faith where God, listen, I don't need no sign. I'm going to believe. God, I don't care what's going on around me. I'm going to go home like it's already done. There's times where God is looking for our response when he gives us a word. Someone say he just believed. Yes, yes, believe. This 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 conviction that this man had. And even more, watch this. The text never says that he went home crying. The text never says that he went home disappointed. Yeah. The text never says that he went home broken, but he returned believing. Wow. Watch this. In other words, a true conviction in the God you serve doesn't require evidence. Ooh. This is why. Oh. I hope for things is in the evidence of things. not things. I don't need no evidence to believe because I know the God. Someone say that I serve. See, you can't have this kind of belief if you don't know him. And the reason folk can't walk in this kind of belief is because you do not know him. You know him on Sunday morning. You know him through the worship leader. You know him through your pastor. But somebody say, do you know him? This man and how do I know this? the Bible says that Jesus was going back to Cana when he did his first miracle. And the Bible says when the man heard, he knew what Jesus had already done because somebody say he knew him. He knew him. See, I want to know him like that, y'all. I don't need to know him in your life. I need to know him in my life. I say Ooh, somebody say, I want to believe like that. To believe that. Yeah, you don't have to. And watch this. You don't have to bother God about what has broken you time and time again when you believe. Real belief, it says I'm going to pray about it and leave it alone. Real belief is I'm going to hope in it and I'm going to go on by my business. I don't have to bother God with stuff that he's already spoken of in my life. Somebody say that's real conviction. See, I'm testing some of y'all conviction. Listen, I'm helping myself. There's been some things that I've been praying about between me and my wife. And I said, God, I really don't believe you. Because I'm still coming back to you about stuff we've already talked about. And you said that I will be okay. You said that you'll never leave me or forsake me. You said that I was young, but now I'm old and I've never seen the righteous forsaken nor a seed begging for bread. Do I believe? I had to question my own belief in God. Somebody say, help our unbelief. Why says you just return and wait for what's on the way? This man returned and waited for what was on the way. The impartation of conviction is when we believe causes us to declare as the writer of Hebrews did in Hebrews 6.19. Watch what the Bible says. This hope we have as an anchor. Ooh. And think about this of the soul. A believer that really believes, it says both sure and steadfast. Your soul really needs to be anchored. In other words, I'm not going to believe God today and cry about it tomorrow. right. right. I'm not going to believe God today and then be depressed in my closet tomorrow. Somebody say, you don't really believe God. He wants to anchor your soul. That means your mind, your emotions, your will. He wants it, somebody say, to be established. Ooh, I want to have that kind of life, y'all, where I don't care what's going on around me. I know folk talking about me on my job, but I'm established. I know folk are slandering my name, but I'm established. Somebody say, my soul has been anchored. But you can only be anchored by your, in your soul when you, someone say, believe. believe. Yeah, and one Greek translation of this word, sure, in this text means unfailing, secure, and even more certain. This means our belief in our victory in God will never be in vain. Yeah. Someone say, I wanna be, be anchored. Conviction declares what we're hoping for, God, it will happen. And here's a word of wisdom Conviction. For what you're waiting on God for is only certain when you receive a word from God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, some of y'all declaring stuff in the atmosphere that God ain't spoke. Somebody say, you ain't going to get conviction that way. No. You've got it. Somebody say, I need, a word. I need a word. This is why you need to get on your face and pray so that you can come back up with a word. Yeah. You're praying, Watch this? And many of us are praying for God to listen to us rather than waiting on God to give me a word. I change my posture when stuff in my life starts happening. I don't pray God remove it. I pray God give me a word. Yeah. Because it's the word that is true. Woo. The Bible says his word would not fail. It does not wither. It does not fade. It remains forever. Somebody say I need a word. word. You declare stuff in the atmosphere and they ain't got nothing. To... This, is, this is how churches and pastors and prophets mess you up. They'll get you to declare something that God ain't never spoken. And you're waiting on stuff to manifest that is not sure. I'm gonna get on my face and get my own word. The Bible says, then Jesus told him, "Go back home. Your son will live." And the man believes what Jesus said, not what I declare. Somebody say that word. The only word that is certain, the one that I can, my soul can be anchored in, is somebody say a word on, from God. He believed the word of God, not his own word. Many of us are trying to dictate our situations with our own word. And this is why your belief is raggedy, because it's not his word. This type of conviction requires a word from Christ. And this is why the impartation to them that believe is conviction. Someone say, wait on a word. word. Don't wait on a prophet word. Don't wait on a pastor word. Someone say, wait on a word from God okay I want to help somebody now, now let's say at verse 51a the bible says while the man was on his way despite what you may believe God is not in the business of giving you hope and then leaving you hanging he, God don't do that someone say God don't do that he not going to leave me hanging I don't know about you but he ain't leaving me hanging that's not what my bible say what do I mean there is nothing more disheartening than having a declaration of belief and not knowing what to do next Someone say, "This is why I need a word. This is why I need a word. I've got to know what to do next. Yeah. I don't want to just believe and be left hanging." Come on, y'all, y'all! In other words, we need to know what to do when we believe God for reconciliation, but they still rule. Hey. Someone say, "I need to know what to do." I know. Oh, nobody, nobody, nobody! When God said we're gonna reconcile, and then they still acting like they acting. someone say, "I need, I need, I need um, direction." When we need, we need to know what to do when we believe God for healing, but we're still in the hospital. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that, Somebody said that can mess you up. Yeah. We need to know what to do when we believe God for peace, but we're still in persecution. Yeah. I, I need to know what to do. In other words, because you need direction from God so that you don't lose your mind while you're still waiting on God to move. Yes. You can be all deep like you want to be. But you will lose your mind waiting on God while you're still waiting on him to move. So I need to know, God, what to do. Bishop T. Anthony Bronner said it this way. What do I do in the meantime? So I don't get mean in the meantime. And and some of of us don't get mean. We just lose our mind in the meantime. So, so God, I need some level of direction. Somebody say, God, tell me what to do. Here's the good news. When we believe God, he imparts clarity. Consider how our text speaks of this father while this while the man was on his way. Somebody say "On on his way. Now, that's good news right there. This means this father was not distraught. He was not confused and he was not perplexed. If we can be honest, when we need God to move and when we're waiting on God to move, it's easy to become distraught. It's easy to become confused and it's easy to become perplexed. Somebody say, This is why you got to stay in the spirit. Yeah, because when I'm looking at all this stuff going on in the natural, I'm like, God, I'm about to lose my mind. I know you say you're going to move, but it don't look like what I'm hoping on you for. Because you're waiting while you're waiting on, it's still on the way. So, God, what do I do? Yet this father's journey was personal. Somebody say the text says his. And this this journey had purpose. Somebody say he was on his way. In other words, he was home. This this journey was personal, and it, as it was with his father, God will do likewise for you. You've got to know when you're believing God for something. That direction that He's gonna give you is gonna be personal. And watch this. He's not gonna just have you aimlessly walking about. Somebody say it's gonna have a level of purpose. So 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 God gives me direction. Somebody say direction. He will give you clarity while you wait, and that clarity will be both personal and with purpose. Somebody may be saying, what do I mean? God will tell you how to wait and what to do while you wait. When you really believe, God will not leave you walking in circle, circles like the children of Israel. He will tell you how to wait and what to do while you wait. Somebody say, that's a good God we serve. Yeah, that's a good God we serve. And this is why, I watch this, um, this is why we are moni- admonished with these words in Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 through 6. The Bible says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. And l- someone say, believe. believe. And lean not to your own understanding. and all your ways, acknowledge him. This means, and lean not to your own understanding. Don't be trying to tell God what to do and how to get you out of stuff. Someone say, that it don't work that way. Someone say, I need this direction. You be telling God and giving God all this stuff that you need God to do. God, just fire him. You know it'll be all right. Somebody say it don't work like that. In all your ways, acknowledge him. That means even while you're waiting on him to move. And then he shall. Somebody say there's a prerequisite. In other words, many times we're waiting on God to give us directions on how to wait and what to do while we wait. And we ain't trusting to Him with all of our heart. And then we might believe, but we not lean into our own understanding. We, we lean into our own understanding, and in all of our ways, we're not acknowledging Him. God, I'm about to cuss you out because you still got me in this. Some of y'all will cuss God out. I'm praying for y'all because watch this. With every declaration of belief, God gives directions. That's good news. He will teach you how to hold on while you wait on your healing. He will teach you how to rest while you wait to be rescued. And watch this. He will teach you how to have peace while you wait on your provision. Somebody say, I need that kind of direction. God, I'm waiting on my healing. God, I'm waiting to be rescued. God, I'm waiting on my provision. Somebody say, so God, teach me. And somebody might be saying, why is this impartation so significant? If it's certain, how, why I can't I just cry? Why I can't I just fall out? Why I can't I just be underneath my covers in the dog? Because watch this. The enemy wants to break you while you wait on what you believe. This is why I need directions. Because he wants to break me while I wait on what I believe he wants the enemy wants to wait the w-e-i-g-a-c of waiting to overwhelm you and cause you not to believe because if you don't wait right you'll stop believing y'all know that so so because i think that it's too long that i'm doing that god doing too much that god has forgotten about me so if i don't wait in the right way somebody say there's the right way to wait this is why some of y'all ain't got y'all man yet because you ain't waiting the right way okay so y'all don't like that either Here's the good news. Isaiah 40 verse, um, 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 chapter 40 verse 31 says, but those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. And and another portion of this text say, even the young man shall grow weary. So God says, that if you wait on me, somebody say, I'm going to get new strength. Yeah, he going to cause you to hold on while you wait on your healing. But it requires, someone say that I believe. God promises that we won't faint when we put our faith in him because he imparts wisdom on how to wait for those that believe. Oh, that's good news, y'all. As it was with the children of Israel, so it will be for them that believe. I need us to see something that it says in Nehemiah chapter 9, verse 19. The Bible says, Yet in your manifold mercies you did not forsake them in the wilderness. The pillar of cloud did not depart from them by day and, and lead them on the road, nor the pillar of fire by night, to show them a the light and the way that they should go. I ain't, gonna be, I ain't trying to be funny, y'all, but when God told me, and I realized that I needed to stay on my job for another four months, I said, God, you're going to have to teach me how to wait. Because, listen, I'm about to go off on these folks if you don't teach me how to wait. See, y'all playing, but I'm being real. Listen, you will take anybody if God don't teach you how to wait. You will take any job if God don't teach you how to wait. Somebody say, teach me how to wait. Oh, Lord, help us today. So he says he'll impart conviction. He'll impart um, clarity. And here's the good news to me that God... Um, doesn't leave us hanging even the more. Watch what 51B says. Some of his servants met him with the news that his son was alive and well. The good news is when you hope in God, God knows how to reveal his hand. Did y'all hear what I just said? When you hope in God, God knows how to reveal his hand. In other words, God will send you signs that what he said is true. Somebody say, that's why you got to stay in the spirit. Because if you don't stay in the spirit, you'll miss his signs. Yeah. So the good news is, is that he imparts confirmation. Yeah. Notice what happened even before the father arrived home to see the condition of his son. I don't know about y'all, but it, it, God might say my son going to be well, but I, I, it, I ain't going to believe it until I see it. Thomas said, until I see the holes in your hands, I won't believe. Some of y'all like that. Some of us like that. But this, But the Bible says that some of his servants met him with the news that his son was alive. And well, before he could see for himself and even before he returned home, God sent him a reminder by way of this father's servants that God had not forgotten about him. If we can be honest, there are times in the journey, even when we believe that we need God to remind us that he has not forgotten about us. I don't know about nobody else, but God, I need a reminder. You, you got to know, God, I'm wrapped in flesh. And I, I. Somebody say, I need a reminder. These folk, ain't, ain't nothing change about them. And I know you said that you're going to promote me and elevate me. So before I do something to them, give me a reminder. I don't know about y'all, but I need God to give me a reminder. I almost got in my flesh if I didn't have a reminder. And this is, watch this, while we wait on the report, we need a reminder. While we wait on the resources, somebody say, I need a reminder. And while we wait on reconciliation, we need a reminder. Yes, yes. I have to ask God. God, send us a reminder. Yes. Watch this. I'm, I'm just going to be personal. I don't know if He going to watch. But I, I, I had prayed concerning my father because we needed a level of reconciliation in our lives. Yeah. And then there's some things I know that, hey, he going to be who he going to be. But the good news is that God keeps sending me reminders. Yeah. I can go over to his house. I can take my my babies over there and that he can take pictures with them and God reminds me that he hasn't forgotten about me. It may not be what I want it to be but I can wait on God when I get, somebody say a reminder. Watch this because when your husband's still acting stupid, somebody say you need a reminder that I'm going to stay right here and then they send you that text and I say God thank you for the reminder because I was about to knock him across the head. Y'all, y'all playing. Somebody say, I need a reminder. Yeah, because I get in my flesh sometimes. I need a reminder. They was about to get it. Yeah, they was about to get it. Here's the good news. For those, and here's the good news. Somebody say, I've got to believe. Because watch this. Believing keeps me in the spirit. So when I remain in the spirit, I see the reminders in the spirit. And many of y'all can't see the reminders because you're not in the spirit. I said I was about to be in my flesh. I was still in the spirit. I was one leg in and one leg out. (laughs) They was was about to get it, boy. (laughs) They was about to get it. Lord, help us today. And here it is. One definition of confirmation. Watch this. Is proof that something is true. God wants to send you confirmation that what you're trusting him for it's true. Yeah. Ooh, thank you, God. Watch what Psalm 68, 9 says. You, O God, sent a plentiful rain, whereby you confirmed your inheritance when it was weary. God will confirm his word over you while you wait yeah. and even while you're weary. Yeah. Ooh, but the important thing to make note of is that God only confirms his word to those that believe. Because watch this. He doesn't want you to get weary in well-doing. He doesn't want you to get weary while you wait so God just at the right time. Somebody say he sends a reminder. That's good news, y'all. He doesn't want you to give up hope. He doesn't want you to throw away your confidence. He wants to impart confirmation. Now watch what Hebrews 10, 35 through 36 says. Therefore do not cast away your confidence. Somebody say keep believing. Keep believing. Because it has a great reward. For you have need of endurance so that after you have done the will of God you may receive the promise. He imparts confirmation so that I won't cast away my confidence. Somebody say there's a reward on the other side of believing. Ultimately if we cast away our confidence we cast away what's been promised by God. I'm done y'all. Some of y'all got wings ready. I'm coming over. Watch this. Despite what you may believe, God, we've got to know this. He's more concerned about what he can do in us yeah. than what he can do for us. Yeah. We and hear this we try to skip over all the other stuff to get what God is trying to do for us. And we miss all of this. And we wonder why God I'm trying to get to this. And God said, no, that's something I'm trying to get in you. Yeah, it. And it's important to know that this, God doing something for us is simply a byproduct of what he does in us. Yeah. So I need y'all to catch this. You'll never get what God wants to do for you unless he does something in you. And the reason why many of us are still waiting on promises that God has spoken of in our lives because we fail to allow God to do something in us. Because God ain't going to give you stuff that he knows you can't handle. And you'll never be able to handle it. You'll mishandle God's stuff until you allow God to do something in you. If you really desire for God to bless you, then you must desire. Watch this. That you believe. Because when you believe there's a benefit that God does in the life of a believer by way of impartation. I said this, he imparts conviction. I want to believe someone say that it's already done. My declarations have to align with my decisions. When I pray, I believe that is promise. When I hope for it, I believe it's gonna happen. When I'm waiting, someone say it's already on the way. But someone say it requires a word from God. Because y'all trying to speak words over your life that God ain't spoke. I know you want him, and I know he fine, but that is not the one God want for your life. Somebody say, leave him over there. Leave him over there. Yeah, you better leave him over there because he's going to knock you upside your head. Once you get him, leave him right there. He can be fine, but he's still in his flesh. Okay, I'm trying to help somebody. Conviction. And then he also, watch this, imparts clarity. I'm trying to help y'all today. That God gives us direction. He's going to tell us how to wait. Someone say I need to know how to wait. And then he gives me confirmation. There's going to be reminders that what he said is true. Yet it's important to note that what God, when God does something in us when he believes, he uses that impartation in the life of another. God ain't going to bless you for no reason. Somebody say he ain't going to bless you for no reason. He doesn't bless you so that you can just be blessed and highly favored. I know you like saying that, but that ain't what God trying to do. Watch what verse 53 says. Then the father realized that 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 was the very time Jesus had told him your son will live. And watch this. And he and his entire household believed in Jesus. This father's entire household was imparted with a confession. I want my belief to be in such a way in God that others believe. And this is why a lot of folk don't want nothing to do with Christianity. Because our belief is raggedy. I want to believe in such a way that folks see my life and see what God has done in my life. I don't know the God you serve, but whoever that God is, I've got to believe. Some Somebody say his entire household. There, there, there's this impartation and not only does he do, do it in my life but everybody connected around me will believe in the God that I serve and hear this I'm going to give you the inverse of this think about your life in your raggedy belief now I'm not trying to be funny but you got the title minister, you got the title elder you're got. You a pastor, you're a prophet. You go to this church and you go to this. My, my pastor is bishop so-and-so, but your belief is so off. So the inverse is, is that his entire house? No, I know Keith, and I, if that's how his life is, I don't want no parts of it. This is how critical our ability to believe is. Because we're going to impart something, somebody say, either way. Either way. Ooh. Somebody say, help us today, God. Let us stand to our feet. I had to allow the Lord to rebuke me. I said, God, why am I acting like this? My children are watching me. Those connected around me are watching me. Somebody say, help my unbelief. Father, we thank you. We thank you, God, for what you're trying to do in us. We've been chasing all this stuff that we want you to do for us. And you're more concerned about what you want to do in us. Do a work in us, God, we pray. Help us, God, to allow you to do this work. God, we won't run at the sign of burdens, but God will allow you to use them to keep us rooted. Let us not be the believer that is tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. But God, our soul will be anchored in you. God, I'm praying for the believers even now. They're going through some stuff, some tough stuff, God. They've got news that they did not expect. There's some loved ones, God, that they did not think would turn their back on them. God, they got diagnosis that came out of nowhere. God, we're going through as a people. But God, we know that your grace is sufficient. We're not going to ask you to remove them, God, but we're going to ask you to help us to be rooted in you. Thank you, God, for the burdens of life. Let them benefit us, God, we pray. Give us a conviction that is true, that is certain, that is real. Help us to believe your word, and we won't wait on nobody else's word but you. When we seek your face, God, give us a word that we can hold on to, that our soul might be anchored. What we hope for, God, will happen. I know it don't look like we're going to reconcile with our mother, our father, but if you said it, God, we believe it. God, it may not look like the money or the provision is on the way, God. But if you said it, God, we believe it. God, it may not look like we're going to get the promotion on our job, God. But if you said it, God, we believe it. Even, God, when it seems like those around us that we won't save. You gave us a word, God, but we've been waiting for a long time. If you said it, God, we believe it. Now, give us clarity, God, we pray. Impart that in us. Let us remain in the spirit, God, that we can have direction on how to wait on you. Help us to wait on you. Somebody say, Help us to wait on you. Teach us to wait on you, God. We need you, God. Give us that kind of direction so that the enemy won't break our belief by the burdens of life. And God, we pray for confirmation. Some of us, God, are at the doorsteps of our flesh. So, God, give us a reminder that you have not forgotten about us. Let us not slip back into the the clutches of darkness. We need a reminder, God, we pray. And God, we thank you, God, that either way, God, something's gonna happen if we believe or we do not believe. We're gonna impart something into somebody. But God, our prayer, God, is that our entire household will believe because we first believe. And every believer that truly desires to believe I ain't saying you got it all together, but you're going to work it out from this day forward. Yes. Somebody say thank God, thank God. and amen. 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 Somebody give God a hand clap. Okay? <laughs> you may be seated in the presence of the Lord. There may be somebody this morning that says, I don't even believe in this God that you're speaking of. Say, I want to be saved this morning. I want to give my life to Christ. If that's you, I want you to slip up your head. I believe we're all saved. We all belong to the body of Christ, if that's you. Just put it in a comment box. Somebody will connect with you. We want to make sure that your salvation is sure. Hear this. The Bible says if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart, you can be saved. That's your desire. We want to connect with you. So just send us a message on Facebook. Send us um, an email at our email address, which is Wayteverbay.org, and somebody will connect with you. Secondly, somebody may be saying, I, I've been visiting, uh, I've, been, I've been listening, I've been watching, and I want to be a part of this church family. If that's you, let me just slip up your hand. We'd love to be your church family. We'd love, I'd love to be your pastor. Hallelujah. If not, there may be somebody watching. Send us an email in like manner. Send us a message. Amen. If anybody's been getting anything out of this sermon series, somebody give God a hand. clap.